the Unrest Podcast. I'm Caitlin Stansel, and this is another Real Life Haunt episode. The man I interviewed for this episode describes a hunting trip that he will never forget. John Kalinowski is my father-in-law, and I, you know, asked him, do you have any kind of spooky experiences or something that just really kind of stayed on your mind all these years that you just couldn't really explain? And he shares a little bit about his experience with what seems to be an invisible entity that he thinks was trying to communicate with him in the middle of a national park forest. And he also believes it may be connected to a spiritual awakening that he had years later on another hunting trip that led to him selling his guns and giving up the sport. Take a listen. Well, it was a hunting trip that I really was looking forward to taking. It was in northern New Jersey in the National Forest. So pretty remote area? Very remote, very large. It's Stokes National Forest, and uh, it's a couple thousand acres of prime hunting land. On the first day, it was a week, a week hunting trip. On the first day, since you hadn't been there before, you have to go scouting and see where the deer run. You have to look and find tracks and and pathways and scrapings on the trees. They call it, um, you know, when the when the deer rub their antlers. So we arrived, and I said, "Okay, I'm going to go off uh, to the right, probably about maybe 500 yards in." and scout and my brother was going to go off to the left and would meet back there for like 2 p.m. for lunch and then do an afternoon hunt. So it was more or less the first day of scouting. It was dark when we got into the woods, the edge of the wood line, parked the car, and then the sun was just coming up and there were fields on both sides and tree line down the middle and I really wanted to get up into the trees and the mountain because, you know, that's usually where the deer lie. So I'm, I'm walking and it's sort of semi-dark and now the light is just starting to come up and I can start to see uh, scrapes on the ground where you can tell that they've been digging for acorns. And as I walked in, I said, this is looking really good and uh, there was activity on the ground, on the trees, and I said, I'm gonna find a sit-down stand, that, meaning I'll find a log, and you know I'll tuck myself in a corner of a tree and a log and just kind of sit there and wait, and as they might come by on the trail, find out if I can get a shot at a buck. So, I was comfortable with what I had found. And so I sat down, I looked around, I had a, a good 180 degrees view coming out of field into woodline uh, up on the edge of a hill. Um, and I said, this is good. 
So anyway, saw a bunch of dough for the day. No, you know, no big deal, but activity. Um, got a look and saw a couple of buck on a distant area, but there were another hunter out there and kind of got them jumped up and they took off. And But there was activity. And so I said, okay, it was about two o'clock. And I went back, met my brother. We went to lunch and then came back out probably by about 3.30. Was getting dark by 4.30, 5 o'clock. Got back into my stand where I was sitting. And now end of day is the best time to hunt. It just, it's when they're, they're going to bed down for the evening, but they're getting their meal and off they go. So I'm sitting there and again, a couple of dough here and there. And then it got semi dusk and I couldn't really see a lot. I knew I had no problem with getting myself back because I had a compass anyway and um, I could get myself back to my car. And now it's just about getting to the point of where I got to start back because I can't shoot anyway. I'm not going to be allowed to shoot um, after, you know, when it enters dark. And so while I'm sitting there, I'm quiet. I hear a lot of activity a little over there on the left a little bit further up, a little bit down in the center away from me, and then a little bit to the right. And I'm thinking, okay, I've got, you know, maybe a small group of deer that are coming into the area before they lay down for the night. I can't shoot them anyway, but this is good that I can see, you know, what's going on. I don't see, I, I could barely see, but I don't see a body in all of these areas that are, I mean, I should be seeing deer walking around me uh, or standing and scraping the ground, and I don't see any animals, and yet I'm hearing the sound, and it's within my view. So I'm going, you know, are these squirrels or chipmunks? Because those little buggers, <laughs> they'll drive you crazy during a day. And no, didn't didn't see any of that. Usually you'll see them jump up on a log or run up a tree. And then all of a sudden, on the back of my shoulder, I feel what is like a, a furry something on my neck and my shoulder. I spun around and with my rifle and there was nothing there. And then when I turned back around, I now hear this scuffling right off to the right and then again to the left. And I don't see any animals. And it, it definitely is sound of big game. There's not... It's now, not a small thing that you're hearing. Yeah, it sounds like now, something big. Now I'm wondering, because we have black bear. I mean, in, in this national forest, although we can't hunt them, I sure as hell I'm not going to let one, you know, attack me. I'll, you know, I'm wondering if it's that, but then it, it it's... It's moving around too quickly. Way too the quick. Sounds. Way too quick. So I got up and I walked maybe 15 yards, 
from, I would say, the center of where I was sitting. And I pulled out my flashlight and I got hit by a branch in, in my forehead. <laughs> and I said, well, that didn't feel real good. I took my flashlight out. And as I did, I shined it on this tree right next to me where I'd been hit by the branch. And there's blood on the tree. And I'm looking and I'm going, and it's substantial. It's not just a little, it was. And then I looked a little a bit on the ground and I see some more. And I'm shining my flashlight down. There's been no shooting at all that was even anywhere close to where I was. You heard some way off in the distance during the day, but nothing there. And I'm looking for maybe something that was shot, worked its way over and is wounded and is moving along. And I'll just follow the trail, not too far, because I don't want to get too far from, you know, where I have to go back. And, um, so I'm standing up, and now I hear the same thing. Sound over there, over there, over there, over there. And I'm looking left, I'm looking right, I'm looking center. And I'm looking to see if there's anything dead on the ground in front of me, because there's blood on the trail. And I was so focused on the blood that was in front of me and looking at the left to right sound that I now was tapped on the back of the middle of my back. And it wasn't a tap like, you know, a heavy tap. It was just like a pat, pat. And I wasn't standing, a, I didn't hit a branch that spun back around. I was in an opening. And I spun again with my rifle and went, what in the heck was that? Something not right here. And um, now I got chills running up and down my spine going, I'm in the dark. Yeah, I got a flashlight and my compass to get me back. I got blood on the trail. I don't know what that's from. I got noises left and right. And now I'm tapped on the back before I, I got a sound on my, feel on my shoulder of a furry feel on my shoulder and neck. And something's not right here. And you're a very tall guy. So for whatever it is to reach your shoulder and like the top of your back to tap you, it has to be just as big. Or taller. Yeah. Or even taller. And so I said, you know what? I need to stop. I'm going to put my back against a tree and I'm going to stand here with my rifle at the ready. Now I've got nothing going to be able to touch me from the back. I can feel 180 degrees left to right, and I got my flashlight. So I yelled out because I don't want to be shooting another hunter. Who knows? Maybe there's a hunter who's hurt, and I'm going to wind up, you know, I need to hear if there's some. So I yelled, um, who's out there? Does anybody out there need help? And... Um, I got real quiet and I heard this sound. It was a sound of, um, uh, God, hard to describe. It was a, 
It was a moaning kind of sound, but not a moaning of uh, I'm hurt moaning. And we all know what that sounds like, you know. Uh, uh, this was more of a a moaning that was by a creature or something that was saying something back to me from me calling out. Did it? Did it seem like a angry moan, like no, get out of here, or just no, like a response? No, some just sort a of response. Yeah, a response to. I was, is anybody out there? Anybody hurt? Is any you know? And um, then nothing. I walked a little further along, and there was less blood, and then there was no blood. And so I turned around and I reversed my trail back the same way I came. Saw the same thing that I had seen coming in. Went past my stand that I had sat at and got myself back to the car. And so I went and met with him. I said, uh, had you any luck today? Did you see any whatever? He said, again, I saw some deer in the distance, small herd, maybe five or six, nothing where I was. I said, so you got a trail? He said, yeah, I got a good place I, I feel comfortable with. I said, yeah, me too, but I had a little weird experience. And he said, that that is a little weird. He said, you want me to come with you in the morning and whatever? I said, no, I'm a big boy. I can do it. So uh, he went off. We met again. We, we left each other in the morning. And I went back to the stand. And I sat down. And um, again, sounds on the left, sounds on the right, sounds in the middle. And it's like, there's got to be a herd of deer of at least five or six because th th there's just too much noise for one animal to go that fast. Um, you'd have to almost be a, a wild, I don't know, maybe a cougar or something that could move that fast. But even that would be hard. Um, so I sat there quiet in my spot and... Uh, in the dark, because you want to get out to your stand while it's dark, so when the sun comes up, you're there for anything that's moving. And just as it's starting to get daylight, I'll be damned if I turn, I heard noise behind me now. I turned around and stood up, and when I did that, I felt that same feeling on my shoulder again but from the direction that was opposite to where it had happened the day before. And now I'm jumpy. I turned around with my rifle and I shouted out, who goes there? You're going to get hurt. I have a rifle. If you're another hunter, make sure you tell me you're here so that there's not a game. I don't want to shoot anybody. And... In the distance, I heard the same thing I had heard the day before when I had said, is anybody out there? And it was a longer sound of a moan, but not a, again, not a moan that was, I'm a hurt moan, but more of a communication back to me. And now I'm going, well, wait a minute. Is this like, 
do we have, is this an alien kind of thing? <laughs> or I'm looking up now instead of just around me, wondering, you know, am, you know, am I, is this E.T. phone home? <laughs> Something not right here, you know. And, Except uh, the aliens out there seem to be furry. <laughs> yeah, and I'm going, slimy. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, wow. And the sun came up and I decided rather than sit in my stand, I was going to walk. And you can stalk that way. You can go maybe eight or ten paces, stop. And maybe you put up a deer who's been laying down and you get a shot. So I would go about 10 paces, stop, look around. Now, as I'm going forward, I'm hearing sounds behind me, not far behind me. And so now I'm spinning, doing a 360 instead of a 180 out in front of me because I got sounds over there. I got sounds over there of, of wood sounds, you know, big animals in the leaves. It's now, it's daylight. So I stalked most of the day, went back for lunch, came back out at about 3.30, wanted to be there for that good hunt time, went back to my stand. So now I'm out there and it's getting dark again. And I said, you know what? I'm going to head back a little earlier. It, you know, this way I'm not out here, you know, trying to find my way back. With looking at the compass, flashlight in my mouth, shotgun in my hand. Whatever else is out there. <laughs> and now I, I, it's dark. And I'm halfway back to the car. And I'm walking along slow. And I get double tapped again in the back of my back. I'm in an open field. There's no there's no trees, no branches, no whatever. I didn't step on anything that hit me. It was clearly a tap on my back. It was almost like a when I had yelled out uh, earlier that day to communicate, you know, is that a hunter out there or what? And then got the answer back of moaning. And then the tapping and the rubber, the rubbing of my neck. And now I'm tapped on the back on the way out. It's like there was some kind of communication that was going on that I just wasn't privy to understanding. Uh, but spine tingling, I mean, you know, I, I could see if there were animals that were around me that you could bump into one accidentally. Didn't sleep well that night. <laughs> not didn't sleep well at all. Just not scared, but wondering, you know, what was what was happening, and you know. And I said to my brother, maybe you should come with me, and we'll see whether whatever. And he did, and nothing happened at all. He just liked you. <laughs> it was the third day now. We're in a five day hunt, and he says, "It's just you know, we had." more ground we can cover if I'm out by myself in my own spot we can wind up well that fourth morning that uh, fourth morning I heard shots throughout the forest obviously the deer were getting up and people were spooking them I stayed in my place and 
I just decided that morning, you know, I'm going to yell out and whether I spook a deer or not, I'm going to say, uh, you know, are you trying to communicate with me somehow and I'm just not understanding? Uh, help me understand. And um, nothing. Sat there for an hour and then I heard the moaning again. And this time it was was more piercing. It was more, it was like a, I don't know, maybe a reaching out of trying to communicate, but me not understanding. And yet, was this something that was invisible? Was this something that was, could be visible and then invisible? I don't know, by the touching of my neck and my back and, you know, how did that happen? I mean, I had questions of how that happened and it was, uh, it was, a, I, I wound up getting a deer that week. Um, I got a six point buck and uh, my brother got a deer. And so we went off to home. I went back to Vermont. He went back to South Jersey and uh, it was, a, was an interesting hunt. One I'll never forget. Never heard it again. Never felt anything again. Hunted for another 15 years. And then uh, I had a, I don't know how this pertains to the podcast, but I had a spiritual awakening when on a hunting trip. And it wound up, uh, I heard a deer. I was sitting on the, on a, um, a ledge a rock ledge overlooking a beautiful field and the sun came up and all of a sudden what sounded like hooves of horses, a lot of them coming out of the woods and I'm going and my heart's racing going, well, that's a whole bunch of deer, man. And I'm going to have my pick here. And sure enough, I'm 30 yards above them and they come, there must've been 20 of them at least. And I picked the one out to shoot, shot it. The others took off. I went down off the cliff, got down there. The deer was not dead. It was looking up at me and it was um, um, crying, whelping out loud. And I shot it to put it down so it wouldn't suffer uh, with a headshot, and that was with a rifle because you could hunt with rifles in Vermont. And still didn't die. And then on the wood line, when I looked over, there were all, the whole herd was there. Aww. Turned around, and she was calling, uh, she was calling out, and they were calling back. And all of a sudden, my whole life, went into slow motion. And I was looking at her and looking at them and looking at her and looking at them and went, wow, they are, they're worried about their buddy. I don't care what you call it. If you don't believe in friendship between animals, that was their 
compadre. And I killed her. They went off. I took her home. I dressed her out. I got her all cleaned and hung to dry. Uh, the next day, I packed up all my guns. I went down to the gun store, and I said, um, I don't want these anymore. And the uh, gunsmith said, you're kidding. There's some great rifles and shotguns here. Why are you doing this? I said, it's a long story. I, I just don't want to hunt anymore. I don't want them anymore. And, uh, and I really wonder whether or not the experience I had had hunting in New Jersey was not connected to this spiritual journey that I was on, that, that some force was trying to communicate with me, and now it became real. It became real between the sacrifice of this animal and the partners that waited for her, that uh, from that point on, uh, it was 40 years ago, and I've been on that spiritual journey ever since and never hunted again. What an incredible story. I just love hearing about people's experiences, and I just feel like everyone has at least one that <laughs> they keep in their back pocket. You know, it might be a story they bring up um, at a party or a get together when you're all sitting out around a bonfire or something like that. Um, but you know, that's one of the things that made us want to start this podcast, just hearing so many stories from people. It might, you know, feel uh, like something not really important to your life, but it's kind of cool and kind of connects us all that um, you know, everyone seems to have some sort of little experience with the paranormal or the unknown. And we'd love to hear from you. Please write to us or reach out. We'd love to interview you for the podcast. And you can do that by emailing us at theunrestpodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Facebook. We have a Facebook page as well as a Facebook group. We share a lot of kind of unique content in that Facebook group, so I definitely encourage you to join that if you like our podcast and love hearing these stories. Um, but until the next episode, thanks for tuning in. Unrest in peace.